Hello, Bart. Hey, Vicky. Oh, we're going to have so much fun with this episode. So what's you been up to? I have been hiking a lot. It's been good. Hiking we- and riding. Well, it's been good weather for both. We've had really nice sunny days and then we've had some torrential downpours. <laughs> yeah, I've been about the same in between surviving art shows and major wind and working on some new stuff and lots and lots of work. But yeah, same with you. We've been hiking a little bit. Cassie's been loving it. That's what, when the weather's actually nice out and it's not excruciatingly hot like it is today, it's a good day to go. Mm-hmm. Well, I know we want to go hiking with her later. We'll probably just do it later this afternoon when it cools off a little bit more. She has way too much puppy energy, so we kind of have to. We're going to take her on a three-mile hike today and see how she survives. <laughs> well, she did a mile and a half run hike and was fine. And that's not a bad hike. Mm -mm. She outgrew her harness, so we kind of had to get her a new one. That dog's going to end up starting to grow muscles, and then you won't be able to have anything that fits her. (laughs) Oh, no, she's already. You should see. You should see. She's been... We're still trying to figure out how she's getting stuff off the countertops in the kitchen. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. You laugh. I had a bag of grapes and had, like... You know how when you pull out the grapes, there's usually just a few left in the bottom of it? Yeah. I let it sit there. Somehow, Ken found it in the middle of the living room. <laughs> she got yeah. a hold of it. You should know, just as well as I do, us small people, we figure out how to get things that are up high. Mm-hmm. Well, she jumps. Like, she could she could jump and reach her front paws to Ken's chest. Give you kind of an idea, especially since he's 6'4". Yeah. So, yeah, she can jump. We renaming her Cassie the Wonder Pup suits her. She is a she is part demigod. Mm-hmm. She's crazy. And talking about crazy, I've done a little bit of research for today, and we are going to talk um, about a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> crazy things, just weird stuff that I found in stories and stuff here um, in our backyard. Yeah. Um, I found. Being as, well, because I was about to say, being as that's what led us really into starting the show to begin with, mm-hmm. I was thinking stuff locally. This is a good uh, way to talk. You know, this has been a year since we started this show, give or take a couple weeks. Yeah. So this is a good, good way to celebrate the anniversary of the show. Yes, exactly. Exactly. We've got. I could. Like, we, I found some extremely recent UFO, UFO spotted, like, sightings here in my backyard. Um, what else do we have? Um, of course, we've got Grassman, um, Thunderbirds, just monsters in general. Of course, we've had, we've talked about ghosts in the past and all that stuff, so... We've got a lot on this episode today, and I think this is going to be fantastic. Yeah, Ohio has a lot of weird histories that a lot of people know of, but a lot of people don't know. Oh, yeah, because some of the monsters I've never even heard of. But yeah, there's just, Ohio's just, I don't know if it's just its location, or just, because I mean, we know a lot of Native Americans 
<coughs> excuse me, burials and all that here in Ohio. So, you know, is it just kind of a combination of all of that? It's it, it makes you kind of kind of wonder. And let's dig into some of this fun stuff. Exactly. Now, speaking of spotted, um, this one actually is um, a UFO spotted in Akron. January 6, 2017. So just a few months ago. Um, I believe this one was also the one that they had more was more uh, recent too. Or they put some more stuff on here. Oh, no. That's not it. <clears throat> Here's this one. She says... I was at home and I looked out to see if it was still snowing. I noticed this object to the west. My front door faces to the west. It was about 2.50 a.m. I noticed it because it was bright and the only light in the sky because of the clouded cloud cover. At first I thought it might be a helicopter, which, you know, if anyone in our area, we have several hospitals, so we always have helicopters going in and out. Um, because they pass over my house on, on the way to Akron General. At first I thought it was hovering, but noticed a very slow motion to the north. It was shining, twinkling, through a... Ah, uh, I lost my place. Through a barely, a bare tree in about five to seven minutes, it moved from behind to an unobstructed area. It was two lights very close together. And the one on the left was blinking, twinkling, blue and white. Very bright. It, it was the only lights visible very bright and below the cloud cover. I rushed to get my video camera, but the battery was dead. I was expecting... I wasn't excited or anything as I have seen similar sights to the west before, but the clouds were kind of lit up, which made it unusual. The slow drift to the north continued till it went... <coughs> Behind an evergreen tree. I continue checking on it, but it didn't appear on the other side that I am aware of. It went behind said tree at 3.25 a.m. I don't believe it was traveling due north because it sort of diminished in light intensity. So was it either going slightly west or partially into the cloud cover? And they said that they, you know, they served, they burned the Navy. So I have an idea of where this was. This is north of me. But I don't know. I've seen some crazy things growing up when I lived in Springfield, but I was a kid and didn't know it was weird until now. Yeah, because you'd seen it so often. Well, what it is is um, I used to like to take uh, the cushion from the um, bench and lay it on the sidewalk and take my binoculars and lay on my back with my binoculars up in the sky. You know, this is like late at night. Yeah. Um, so I would lay there and I would see lights. Now, mind you, my feet would be north, my head was south. And I would see bright lights just zooming in a straight line. So, I don't know. Because I used to see lights flicker on and off all the time, too. But that was more west. But see, I didn't know. I was thinking, oh, that, you know, that's a, a satellite or whatever. But we learned that there's no satellites that go pole to pole. They're all equator. Yeah. Which 
I wouldn't have known anything like that back then. But there is a lot, like what you were saying, there's lots of really weird things in our area. Well, and there's, <laughs> uh, looking at the same website, uh, I looked at the map and there was one back in October of 2015 that was even closer in the falls. Uh, it looks like the person says they were on a platform looking over the Calga River. Uh, I don't know where exactly this is, but I think I have an idea. Uh, it says they saw what looked like a bright star h- hovering, uh, but then it quickly faded. Uh, then, as it, then, uh, as they were watching, it says we then began seeing an object moving in the sky hovering and moving in a kind of zigzag pattern. Uh, observed it moving during some flashes while it stayed perfectly still. It was sometimes visible as a dark outline uh, when it wasn't flashing, though, also. Observed four planes flying by over the course of about half an hour um, that they watched the craft. Okay, well, then this is definitely not where I thought it was because you could not stay in that same place for half an hour. <laughs> the, the planes were obviously lower than the craft, so this was pretty high in the sky. Because I know, like, around us we have... What is it? We have the Akrakan Airport just south of us. Yes. We have... What is it? There's, like, an army base right there. Um, but then Ravenna has, what is it, the ar- armory or whatever that's out there? There's the armory, and then there's also the Kent State Airport. Because when I lived in Springfield, I always saw the, um, what we call the double rotors, the, the helicopters. Um, was it the, the, yeah, Ken just, Ken just brought me breakfast. The Chinook helicopters. We used to always see them. We knew what they were before we saw them because of the sound. But they would yeah. always be flying from Ravenna to the Canton Airport all the time. But, um... Because I know, like, we have that. We have... What else? We have um, Goodyear. We had Lockheed. Are the, is Lockheed still around? Uh, you know what? I'm not sure. They closed a lot of parts of that plant. Because I know that they were always doing a lot of experimental stuff right there. So, that makes me wonder. There's that, there's... I'm trying to think what else. There's a lot of research and uh, experimenting in the area. Yeah, privately owned stuff. Absolutely. And we've got the blimps. We got the Zeppelins they have now. So. Huh. Always makes you wonder what a lot of this stuff is. Speaking of that, I saw a video. I I should have tagged it, tagged you in it. I need to go back and try to find it. There's a company right now looking because, you know, like the 3D printing is the biggest thing right now. Yeah, they are. Um, working on a liquid where they could grow uh, 
drones. Like they, they could put oh, like the component. You, you tagged me. You you uh, tagged me on it on Facebook. Did I? Okay, I wasn't sure if I did or didn't. But um, did you, like, can you imagine they start doing stuff like that? The, the, it would definitely put a lot of people out of work. Well, that. But I'm thinking of. <clears throat> forgive me, my allergies are just insane this past couple of weeks right now. But um, the ability and the shapes and sizes that if they could do that, what what could they do? Things that they don't have to manually create a manually create the design for and hammer it out. <clears throat> exactly. So if you have more of an organic growth, but, you know, can you imagine the different shapes and that they would be able to get? You would really be getting more and more UFO shapes, I think. Not yeah. necessarily the round, you know, the saucer ones, but just, you know, you can go thin, just... Eh. The the it's just insane the whole idea of like where science is going because I'm sure they're already doing a lot of this because we've discussed this you know they're this far ahead but they tell us that they're doing it now but they were doing it 20 years ago oh yeah Anna it makes you wonder I need to like start I'm a baby when it comes to sleep I like to be in bed at a certain time but uh i need to start staying up at night and seeing because where i live i can see pretty far around but i need to i need to stay up and see if i see stuff like that around my area i never realized i would just just fall asleep by the time i tried i never realized the amount of of like the lights of stuff well i was driving from cleveland with crystal and I'm like, she's talking and I felt so bad. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Cause like this light was like to my, cause we were driving South and the light was to my right. But then it's like, it kind of like kept moving and I'm like, what the, you know, I kept saying, like, what the hell is that? So I got to the point, I, I pulled up two different start apps on my phone where, you know, you can hold it up and they'll tell you what yeah. it is. And I couldn't figure out what it was. I'm like, okay, this light was so big and so bright, I could not figure out what it was. I figured out later because then when we went east, it was south of me, and I'm like, "This is like this just it looked weird." I figured out later on it had to have been Venus, with the angle of how how it was moving and how we were driving. It just it was it was so big and so bright. It was so crazy. That would work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean that makes sense. Yeah, because your pet, and especially if. Anything that was moving wouldn't be that bright. Right. Because it would be fading as it moved. And this didn't. But it was also a super bright, clear night. It was I don't know if it was a full moon or was close enough to a full moon. It was... Um, I can't remember. January, February. So there really wasn't anything on the, on the trees. It was, you know, everything was big and open. Yeah, and it just looked really weird. So that was what my conclusion was that it was a was was Venus. But I mean, that kind of explains too. You know how everyone jokes swamp gas on Venus, but the thing is, if you don't really know what it is, it was weird because the one star map I used said that it was 
Venus was below the horizon, and I'm like, this is not below the horizon. And the other one, once I figured it out, because it looked like it was behind Mars, but it wasn't. So it just took some time. It actually took a third app to show that it was actual Venus. But at that point, I was already at home, and it was west of me. Yeah. Which is interesting, because all these lights, it said it was west. And it had moved pretty pretty dramatically from a certain point, you know, about an hour. So that's kind of an idea, too. <sighs> but yeah, okay. My little tyrant for that. All right. Did you did you hear about this one? This one was new to me. About Circleville? No, I did not. This so, was another one that I had clueless about. This one it'll come up. Circleville. I think this is the one that I, um has had a lot of sightings and different stuff out there. Oh, there it is. Okay. But um I think it's a video and we're not going to play. Of course, we'll have all this stuff on our Facebook and you guys can watch the videos and things. But Oh yeah, this one. These um I'm not going to click on the videos or anything. But this the you know how we were saying that there I I knew that there was other more recent sightings in January. Yeah. This one right here is Cleveland sighting May 31st, 2017. Um, let's see. Oh, they have videos of or pictures. Says, um, a woman and her neighbor were stargazing and noticed a strange object in the sky. The woman began to record the object with her Android cell phone. The object appeared to change shape and colors. Two minutes and 40 seconds of video footage was captured. The above clips were shown. Um... The skies were clear at the time of sighting. Apparently, the object disappeared about three minutes. Yeah, see, I have watched a video on this one. And the video <coughs> is completely absurd. Because this one says that they thought it was atmospheric. But like I was saying, if you don't know what you're looking at, you know, it's the whole like UFO. You don't know what you're looking at. You Yeah. Anything could be mistaken. Well, and they're taking, they're filming this with an infrared scope on probably their phone. I don't, you know, because I have an Android. I'm wondering if they're, if it's, because I know there's several different, I've never really played with, I just do basic stuff. But I'm wondering if there isn't a, um, a thing on it that you could switch it. Like, turn it to infrared or not. Well, that's what this looks like they did. Because, like, half the video is all in red. And then you see this thing, but it's never moving. It just looks like a dot. Hmm. Which we, we do, like, the WTF-type stories, you know? Yeah. And this lasted for like 30 seconds. Or was it the people that had it? Did they change it? That's it, too. We are, you already ran across that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Stuff like that. 
Hey, I'm I'm pretty proud of myself that I I actually debunked a Bigfoot story. I don't know if we talked about it or not, but that I was pretty proud of myself on that one. Because I'm like, no, because I think the last the last time we recorded, it, you went and debunked it after the show, or just before, was something like that. I'm like, there's no way, there's no way. <clears throat> Because I even had, you know, a graphic designer friend say, he's like, yeah, no, that's a GIF. That, that, that's, that's a really bad GIF. <laughs> <laughs> Which is another reason why I want to start trying to join some of these groups and stuff and learn as much as I can. Because I have about three groups. I don't know if you're probably want to, to join them and I want to learn as much as I can. You know, because, I mean, you can only learn so much from books and from Google and all the other stuff. Yeah. I want to I wanna physically start doing some of this stuff. I think it'll be fun. I can't afford the gear. I wish I had the gear, no. but I can't afford the gear. I think that would be awesome to have, what is it, the parabolic mic and the infrared scopes and all that stuff. They're so expensive, but they're so cool. We're just lucky to have equipment that works to record. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Speaking of that, Ken's new toy, it's going to take some time to get used to. It does seem to be working better with the podcast, though. So. Mm-hmm. I have to eat the mic, and I'm not used to eating the mic. I'm used to having space in between me and the mic, but it's making it difficult. But... Oh, that's it. What? What'd you find? So I, what I clicked on said recent, but then I clicked, then I actually went to it, and it was 1985. Oh yeah, I saw that one below. I'm like, yeah, that really wasn't recent. I know there's been so much more than that. Definitely been a lot more since 1985. No, I completely. But yeah, no, that one. But then this was supposedly there was a dog fight over Circleville. Um, because I think there's a base out that way, but supposedly a UFO and some planes were fighting. I don't know, because I had that one on a couple other ones. <coughs> okay, here was this one. But yeah, supposedly there was a dog fight. I think this is the same one that they saw, um weird UFO shape I may have that on here too I'm so bad I have, I've been adding so many different things for this alright here's oh this one UFOs in Northeast Ohio yes. did, you look at, did you look at that one I, I've got it up here now yeah okay let's see <clears throat> uh, Portage Ohio UFO chase this is probably the most famous UFO sighting in Ohio I'm going to say probably not because I've never heard of it. Yeah. On the morning of April 17th, 1966, just after 5 a.m., two police officers from Portage County, Ohio, were checking on an abandoned vehicle on the side of um, Route 224. While outside the vehicles, the officers saw a large metallic disc-shaped object nearby. The object flew directly over the police cruiser shining a bright light on them that one of the officers said was like a high like high noon 
The object hovered nearby, but would move away whenever the officers tried to approach it. The men eventually chased the object east until into Pennsylvania, where they would later receive <clears throat> orders to abandon the chase. That's like a two-hour drive. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't think that they would chase something. You know, if they're on duty, I didn't think they would chase it that far. The men lost sight of the craft about 30 minutes. Which, that's kind of confusing there, because Pennsylvania's two hours away. So did they only chase yeah. it 30 minutes expected it to go into Pennsylvania? Several police officers from other jurisdictions had joined the chase, and several civilians reported seeing the same object about the same time. Hmm. This one here, this is still going on today. Okay, okay. Um, I have to slightly debunk this because I'm looking at a map of Ohio. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look like 224 even goes through Portage County. <laughs> I admit I'm terrible with fighting directions. No, 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 no. It, do it does. They call it a couple I different can't. things, but yeah, 224 goes all the way out there. It goes through Springfield and it goes to Portage County. Okay, through Springfield, okay. Yeah, no, no, it does. I know that because I grew up on grew up not that far from there, but Ken's family lives in Portage and they live off of 224. Okay, yeah, I was like, I'm terrible with directions, so I can um, guarantee I'm probably wrong. 224, I believe, ends dead ends into Canfield. I think. Okay. Like out there. Well, then, yeah, definitely. So then, that would kind of make sense, but that's still close to an hour. Still, though, yeah. So they That's only... a long drive for following something. I don't know. This just this just is just weird. But this one, the Lake Erie Lights, this is still going on. This is one of the ones I was I was saying I would like to go up and hang out at the lake. Because there's no fly zone up there. Yeah. Because of the um the nuclear reactors. There's no it's no fly zone, but they still get this stuff up here all the time. Sometimes referred to as the Cleveland Lights, the Lake Area Lights is the name given to any number of strange color-changing lights that people report seeing over Lake Erie. <coughs> Local residents say these lights are unlike any plane or helicopter they've seen, they've ever seen. Cleveland is home of the NASA's Glenn Research Center, which tests certain rockets and specialty aircraft. Many people attribute the lights to testing there, but the center is frequently issuing statements that they, they did not have testing that coincided with the appearance of the lights. <clears throat> but a lot of these places is no-fly zones because of that. I've yeah. looked that up. Um, the most commonly <coughs> offered explanation from the U.S. <coughs> Canadian Coast Guards is that the lights are just television and radio towers along the Canadian shore of Lake Erie or a wind farm along the same area. Weather conditions have to be very specific for Ohio residents to see the Canadian border, which would explain why the lights are rarely seen. But that explanation doesn't mesh 
with what many residents claim to see, the lights will sometimes move up and down, dim and brighten, and change color several times. Sightings of Lake Erie lights generally come in waves, appearing several nights in a row, then, then not showing up for a few months. I have something kind of on that one. I'm wondering if... Um, because we know there's salt mine under the lake. I wonder if some of that isn't isn't with that. Uh, very well, yeah. Like the plate tectonics, like the like they blast and, and things shift, and then you know electric gets moved or whatever you want to call it. I could very well see that happening, versus something else causing it. Mm-hmm. But I still think it'd be fun to see them if we could see them. Um, what is this? The, I don't know how you pronounce his name. The helicopter incident? It's another the one. Coin. I've another one I've never heard of. Uh, this one, it looks like back in 1973, four men from an army reserve uh, that were on an Army Reserve helicopter were flying from Columbus to Cleveland and saw a strange red light on their horizon uh, that was brighter than any aircraft or radio tower they'd seen before. Uh, it appeared to be heading on a collision course with them, so the pilot lowered his altitude 2,000 feet to avoid the craft. Uh, just as the object was about to collide... It stopped and just hovered above them. This kind of reminds me of <clears throat> the the Kings is it Kingsburg, Kettsburg, Kettsburg. Their um, their acorn. Yes. Now they the, apparently these men report that the. the there was a green beam that turned upward and swept over the helicopter's windshield, uh, lighting, uh, lighting the whole cockpit up. The object then turned and sped off, performing maneuvers the men had never seen, in, seen from an aircraft. Uh, when the pilot looked at his controls, the compass was spinning rapidly and altimeter was reporting that they were at 3,500 feet and climbing, despite, uh, the fact that he'd given, despite the fact that he hadn't given it any power since dropping, uh, dropping to under 2,000 feet. Hmm. Wow. Like I said, this this kind of makes you wonder on a lot of this. But um, here's this one: Trumbull County sightings. On December fourteenth, nineteen ninety four, multiple people in Trumbull County, Ohio, reported seeing an unusual object in the sky around midnight. Um, the county's nine one one call center was flooded with calls about strange lights in the sky. Soon, police officers began making reports to their dispatch stations on the strange object as well. While the reports were initially downplayed after officers from several different stations made similar reports, the situation became a little more serious. <clears throat> the object was detected by National Weather Service radar in the area, with an operator saying that he had never seen an object move so quickly. While 
the dis- Ooh, lost my page. Um, while the description of the color of the object's lights varied from bright white to red to blue, virtually all the witnesses described it as being an object that rotated on an axis with some sort of protrusion on the top, almost like a parachute. Almost every witness also reported that the craft made no sound. An officer um, sent to investigate the incident that when his vehicle neared the area where the craft was reported, his car suddenly shuts off. Hmm. The FAA briefly investigated and had no reports of the aircraft that should have been in the area. There is a military facility nearby, the Youngstown Warren Air Reserve Station. Hmm. There's so much, like, it makes you wonder, you know? There's so much in this area. <clears throat> huh. We do have uf- ufology project here in Ohio. The group was founded, ah... Oh, I wonder if this is linked to that book that I found too, the one in Akron. But this was. I'm um, betting it is, yeah. This group was founded in March of 52. They investigate UFO sightings and similar um, phenomena. Cleveland UFO. Something to look into. Definitely. Huh. And then this one, speaking of that, this National UFO Reporting Center. I looked up Ohio and the amount of stuff that's been seen here in Ohio and most recent, like the most recent one I have right here is June 20th, 2200. Uh, So it was near the end of the night. Mm-hmm. I have a clear view of the sky, which I observed while out with my girlfriend smoking. I've been looking around. Eh, it doesn't really say. It's just a summary. Yeah. Can I look at this more? Maybe? Let's report. Okay. Oh, here we are. If you click on the date, it pulls it up. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I found it. <coughs> Excuse me. I've been looking around to the south and didn't notice anything. Odd. I turned to look into the northern sky to almost see nothing. I had been looking away from the south for maybe one minute, to which I returned to looking in that direction. I see the biggest flying object I've ever seen. The shape of a boomerang with a silhouette lit by six lights. The object was being followed by a single red light that uh, stayed the exact same distance from the large it was like a smaller, the smaller light was being towed. Hmm. This sounds like, um, what was it? I keep hearing like the big wedge shapes like this that make no sound that are big, but sm- like, I don't know how to describe it. Do you remember the one, um, like a couple years ago that the, it was like a 30 foot drone from wing to tip to wingtip that they they got the green light to make it for the military. Yeah. 
and the one that the guy had, it was huge, but it was just a um, a model. I'm wondering, because, like, you know, we've even said it. You get the green light, but they've been doing it for how many years? I'm wondering. I still wonder if that's not what, what the new wedge shape is. Because I've heard people call something like the mantis or manta ray. It's the manta ray? I don't know. Something like that, that it's like a new type of drone. That I'm wondering if that's not what some of it is. Like that, that the lights are the front part of it, but it has a tail. And that's what that single red light is. Makes you wonder. I, I still think a lot of this is just just new age drones. I mean, how best to, to spy on your neighbors by letting everybody think it's something else? You know what well, I mean? Well, especially, like, the one that happened... Okay, when is this? It was, like, the day before. Large, silvery oval, dark on bottom, over a hill behind trees. Saw coming at a diagonal pattern. Saw it saw before it went behind one tree, and then again before another tree, then disappeared behind a large shell. That sounds very much like a drone. Mm-hmm. I think a lot... Well, like... I know most people, when they think of UFO, they think of aliens. To me, you know, it's anything. It's just something that you can't identify. And that's what all of this... It's, they, I mean, they are very much... Um, National UFO Reporting Center, they're really reporting unidentified objects. Mm-hmm. I mean, they come, it doesn't say, yes, we're looking at aliens. It says, we're looking at things that are unidentified and trying to identify them. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm wondering, I'm really wondering if a lot of this is not, if it's not military drones. And we have so many bases here in Ohio. I mean, it wouldn't take much for them to take something from right Pat and take it off. No. Because, I mean, I know when I was there, when I was just a kid, I remember being outside and you could hear them testing an engine. Because you could hear it start kind of soft and then it just full on, you could just hear it roaring. And it came from the active base side where they were testing stuff. You could hear it. But yeah, there's a lot of these... Uh, some of these, like, I could see, like, all the ones that are, like, V-shaped, wedge-shaped, triangle-shaped. I can see that. But, yeah, that's another thing. You've, you've ever noticed that back in, like, the 40s, 50s, 60s, the UFOs that anybody was seeing were all the metallic um, saucer shapes? Oh, that's because what, that's what the movies were saying that they were. But you notice now that... Um, well, I mean, that could have been what they were testing. That could have been early drones. <clears throat> I mean, we know the Nazis were, were, they had planes like that that they were working on that they didn't quite get them up, but they were working on it. But can you, and then all of a sudden now, everything is V-shaped, wedge-shaped, triangle-shaped, dark, big, but they don't ever seem to be deep. You know what I mean? No. They always just seem big. I'm, that's why I'm wondering if a lot of it isn't drones. Like, if they got a way where they could have drones hook up with each other. Or they could have, like, a big drone that could drop little drones. 
that would kind of explain why like some of the bigger the bigger triangles are dropping a light or something. Yeah, I mean that that would be a that would be a, a top top dog spy plane. I would say. You know, you 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 go in the area that you need to. You want to look something. You drop a little one. It goes, check stuff out, comes back. Because I mean, we know that they're they're testing rockets like that that can go up and land, come back and land. So I'm wondering if that's not what some of the stuff that they're working on. I mean, it kind of makes sense with what people are seeing now. <clears throat> yeah, looking at a lot of these, a lot of it looks like it's it's lights, orbs, or it's the the wedge shaped. Yeah. Here's another one over two twenty four that happened last year. There's one at seventy seven. That's south. Yeah, right here. Medina. They they found one. Uh, they res- it resembled the Phoenix Lights, which everyone knows that was it was a big wedge shape of lights. Yeah. Hmm. And that's just within the last couple months. Uh huh. Mm hmm. But yeah. There's one. It's a a possible saucer near Wright Pat. And this was uh, March. Uh Uh-huh. But yeah, a lot of these are wedge-shaped that that I'm looking at. They're just lights are wedge-shaped. I wonder how much advancement they've done with holograms. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get a drone and you hologram onto it or something. Oh, there you go. You could be messing with people for years. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Or then the other one is we're just being evaded and nobody is telling anybody that we're being taken over. We're in the middle of, we're in the middle of intergalactic war. Nobody's telling us. Although, did you hear about that, too? Supposedly, the government wants to make another branch, the military. I don't know if they they, they did or they do or it got canceled or I don't know, because so much is changing that they want to add. Um, uh, was it space protection or something or other? They want to have a branch where, you know, a military that's going to take care of space. So is that Seriously, protect- we're screwing ourselves over enough. We don't need to worry about outside the outside the planet. Well, see, <clears throat> that could be whether it's um, comets or asteroids or whatever coming down meteorites. But um, is it aliens? I highly doubt the aliens are going to look at us and be like, "Yeah, I'm scared." They're pretty much more like, "Okay, you guys going to wipe yourself off? I'm just going to come in and and take your resources." You know, they're going to be like, I'm going to take your cows. We definitely don't have intelligent life on this planet. No, I think we're just getting, I think we're just getting dumber and dumber. I really do. Um, 
And talking of that one, I think this one's kind of hilarious. The giant UFO spotted during the daylight in um, Cleveland. Giant UFO over Cleveland caught on um, internet camera April 11, 2017. I cannot figure out what this is. Of course, it's blurry. Even when you zoom in. It's very difficult. I'm not going to play the video, but it's very difficult. Basically, they found it on a webcam. This one, when you zoom in, actually looks like a balloon. Looking, it's weird. Funny part is looking at the top picture, it looks like somebody took a matchbox car and stuck it in there. Yes. Like, edited it in. It's weird. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Is that possible? To do a what? To edit a webcam? I mean, maybe. I if I guess if you save it, you can... Well, we saw that. You can pretty much put anything in it you want. But... <laughs> Though, that's pretty much what I found for UFOs. Okay, I'm looking at this video right now with the sound off. Mm-hmm. And just, I mean, it's not even really a video. It's like just, you know, every 15, 20 seconds, however long it, the camera, you know, snaps. Mm-hmm. But it, <clears throat> it looks like a balloon. You can't see strings from it, but it looks like a balloon. Mm, like a regular balloon, not a hot air balloon? Yeah. Okay. I didn't watch it because I've seen other ones like that over Cleveland. Or worse, a blimp. It's possible where it's like taking a dive. It's just hovering. Well, because I I watched another video and I'm like, dude, it's a freaking Zeppelin. It was over Cleveland and you could see a light at the beginning and the end. But it had no writing, and I don't think the new Zeppelin has has the board on it where it could do sound, right? So, or not sound, um, video, like where they used to put the words across the old blimps. Yeah. I don't know if this one does. And, and the guy was like, it was huge, and it was quiet, and it um, it went really quick. I'm like, dude, it's a freaking Zeppelin. It's the new Zeppelin. It was, there's probably a game or something going on in Cleveland, and it was up there. Because I looked yeah. at it, I'm like, that's the new Zeppelin. Because the new one, I've had it fly over me, and it, you don't hear it. Like, it's so, like, if you're on the ground and you have just enough, like, noise around you, you're not going to hear it. No. It is super quick and super loud. Like, it's, it's, it's big. It's much bigger than what the other ones were. It's thinner, but it's longer. And it is so quick. Like, it literally, it is really quick. And I'm sure that's what a lot of the ones anymore of is getting mistaken as a UFO. Um, that's the one that before we got on air, I was telling you, I, I was f- driving home at night and I seen it. I knew what it was because I live in the area. I knew what it was. But if you didn't know what it was, you would have thought it was strange. Because all you saw was some lights, white lights. And that was it. And it was booking. Go behind some trees and, dude, no idea what it is. This was, like, I think at 9 o'clock at night. It was heading back to, to um, its base in Turkey Foot. But, yeah, 
exactly what it was. But speaking of that, you found one about the poor souls. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, in fact, a friend of mine uh, texted this to me, and it's like, ooh, this is just interesting, you know, to know about the area. Mm-hmm. It looks like uh, in West Akron, the it says the 15-acre park off of Newell Avenue is one of the largest vestiges of a twenty of a twenty five twenty two hundred and thirty. Those are the numbers. <laughs> Acre farm where the Summit County Infirmary used to operate for almost seventy years. So just one park, there used to be an infirmary there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is, at that infirmary, there was also a graveyard. So there is still. And I'm scrolling down here. This is a really long, long article that my mouse keeps shutting off. Um, definitely want to sit, want to read when I post it. Mm-hmm. It Was says, it? "Go ahead." Oh no, no, I'm just gonna. Yeah, I've never even heard of this one either. Me neither. But apparently, there's. I read this a while back, so I don't remember a lot of it, unfortunately. <laughs> It says, uh, Central Building, in 1865, construction began on a $20,000 infirmary on the farm, (coughs) built from bricks made by pauper labor. Uh, It was a two-story edifice south of West Exchange Street, near where the Westminster Presbyterian Church is right now. There... Conditions improved gradually at the infirmary. Uh, the county built additions to the main building, and laborers built livestock barns, stables, butcher shop, blacksmith shop, etc. And I can't move now. There. Uh, the infirmary's population fluctuated from a low of around 40 to a high near 215. Uh, and then... Uh, as time went on, that the old infirmary, this one, was torn down and roads were mapped out. Uh, and, uh, roads were mapped out and fancy homes were built in place of what that where that infirmary stood, along with what used to be the shops, the graveyard, all of that. Uh, it says when Schneider, the person who owned this land, died in 1935, he deeded it to the city, and a park was built in his honor in that spot. So in the spot of where, you know, all of, where this cemetery and everything was, is now a park. I think that park is still here. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, we're going back, like, over 100 years ago, too. With a lot of this. And it does, it says, um, they talked to uh, an, a, a librarian at Akron Library. And the librarian said, uh, going through, you know, reconstructing what the infirmary cemetery was, 
He documented 300 burials from 1908 to 1916 and another 150 deaths from 1867 to 1908. Mm-hmm. And where was it? A bunch of them were um, exhumed and they were reburied in Monroe Falls. Yes. But the question is, I mean, you can't, depending on how long the body's been buried, you can't exhume everybody. Mm-mm. No. So the question is, how many bodies are still buried under this park? Well, there's a lot of places like that that that's, they're running into that. <clears throat> Where they start, you know, doing some renovations and they find stuff underneath. You know? I'm trying to think, what was it? A college? They had the same issue? Where they had an infirmary? And they're finding bodies. And we know that's huge in Europe, that they run into that all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Which, when the land gets to be so old, mm-hmm. there, there's no record of stuff anymore. Yep. Because it was, well, it was pretty common, though, wasn't it? You know, for where the records are for the building to catch fire. And they lose all the records. Yeah. <clears throat> they didn't have backup modems or, you know, anything like that. So they lose all of that. And you don't know how many deaths were actually not recorded in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, did you, did, did they record infants? Exactly. They record, you know, under five? Because I know in some things, you know, you weren't, you didn't really get a name until you were five. Because the, the mortality rate was so high, you weren't named, You weren't given a name until you know you're five years old or whatever. <clears throat> and especially if you were in the poorhouse, mm-hmm. you know, they could have just said, "Oh, this person died." You know, we have no information on them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. My internet is so slow. I don't know what's going on. But no, um, speaking of all that, let's jump into one of my favorite topics. Bigfoot. Bigfoot or Grassman. Depends. We're in Ohio. I like Grassman. We'll stick with Grassman. <laughs> if it wants to load my, my story. But, um... This one, I told you we need to do this. We need to, we need to figure out how to do this, and we need to do this. Um, there is, um, Gerard was it Gerard County? Yeah. Um, most recently, I guess that there was it was spotted. Of course, no video or pictures or anything had been come up, but they, they were saying that it was spotted pretty recent. But there is a um, research group out of California. That, um, what is it? Travel to the Valley as part of a one million bounding competition. I say, Bart, let's go, let, let's go hogtie ourselves a Bigfoot. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm not talking about Ken, but yeah, this group, um, some one million bounty started April 2nd will be offered through Christmas. Because of King's photo as part of a competition, the group wouldn't show it to us. Of course. 
You got that? They're not going to show it. Of course. I'd be taking all the stuff that I have and a bat and everything else. But yeah, that's why I'm like, you have evidence. Why don't you share it? Because I always find that weird. You know, if I have evidence, but I can't show you. Then you don't have evidence if you won't show it. Evidence is something that you show people to prove that it exists. If you don't show it to anybody, it's not legally evident. (laughs) Well, see, Ken and I, um, whenever we're north, my my favorite is to drive down through the valley, through Cago Valley, which, you know, stuff spotted constantly through there. Um... I like to drive down that way, and Ken always jokes, what would happen if we would hit Bigfoot? And I'm like, we already said, okay, we're going to be calling this person, this person, tell them to get their A here now, and be tossing that thing in the trunk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I would have to do it quickly, but it would end up in the trunk. I mean, we already know how big my trunk is. My trunk is pretty big. But, uh, this one, speaking of that, um, monster sightings in Ohio. I've never even heard of half of these monsters, but, you know, it's another one. Like what you were saying, is it the movies inspiring people to see something or is especially, it actually, especially the date that the, the first sighting started happening. They were in the 50s and 60s when all these B-monster movies started coming around. You go to the drive-in and you're outside. You see, you know, giant lizard man on the screen. Mm-hmm. And then you're driving home, home in the dark. Right. What are you? What, what do you think you're going to see? Right. And something, you know, you catch something just on the edge of your, your skirt, you know, your car lights that went in into the, you know, into the brush or whatever. As it is, like me driving home from, I used to, I used to work in Hudson and would work in like eight or nine <laughs> o'clock at night and mm-hmm. then be driving back home. And every time I'd be driving home, I see the exact same sign, but I swear it's somebody walking up the drive. Mm-hmm. Just because I was tired and it was dark and I couldn't tell what I was seeing. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, we're not saying that's what all of this is, but it's no. just one of those that makes you wonder. You know, that's like the same thing with the UFOs. It makes you wonder. Is that what you actually saw? Um, You know? But this first one, like you were saying in the, in the year, is the Loveland's Frogman. First sighting in Loveland, Ohio, May 55. Um, a traveling salesman spotted three individuals huddled by the side of the road at 3.30 a.m. The man swears he saw leathery green skin, webbed hands and feet as they moved to get out of the way. He saw frog-like faces, but one of them held a stick that was showing... The three frogmen in the in, in sparks, huh? Oh, was showering the three in, in sparks. Yeah. That that's just okay. That's just weird. Depending on where did, where did it say they were? Lovely. It doesn't. It it, it does, Yeah, but it doesn't say like they were near a lake or something. Mm-mm. I'll say it could just be you know. Someone was trying to see they were holding a flashlight 
or you know a one of those sparkler thingies. Yeah, something to see see by, and that's what he saw. Mm-hmm. And then this one, the was it like Galpolis Mothman, which is located on the Ohio River, across from Pleasant Point, West Virginia. They've they've also had their um, uh, sightings of Mothman, but this well, one, the Mothman is from West Virginia, isn't he? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> but this is right across from, um, the, right across from the river from it. Um, here's this one: the uh, the Wyandotte Indian oral history contains many references to vampire-like creatures that came out on foggy days. They stole children, stole our um, already hunted game, and blighted crops. The Wyandotte called these flying heads. In the early 1900s, also has a, a share of large birds with 20-foot wingspans during World War One. Birdmen with dark reddish feathers were seen along the river, and children were kept indoors. You know, is that is that Thunderbirds, or is that something completely different? Well, that's it. I I have heard very, like no history of Thunderbirds in Ohio, and then randomly we you know we're seeing here. I, I don't remember if it was on this one that someone was saying if there was a Thunderbird in Ohio. That was one of the ones that I've seen. There, yeah, there was a recent one in Port or Portage Lakes. I don't know. I have I have it on here. There was one that she had seen it, and then a few years okay. before, her neighbor had seen it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> there has been a few sightings of thunderbirds here in Ohio, which supposedly with the thunderbirds they they tend to be at the beginning of like a really bad thunderstorm, and we do get them in like the summer. You know when the when the bad winds are coming up from the what um, south yeah southwest. But of course, we know the reason the thunderbirds are here. They're just here to make us forget everything that we have just seen. <clears throat> They're here to eat you. And of course, this one I'm just going to skip it. But we know we know everyone knows about the Ohio Grassman. Yeah. Um. If not, let us know and we'll go back and I'll pull up the history of it. Um. Of course, we know this one, the Minerva Monster. If you have it, go look up. If you haven't heard it, go on to, I think, probably Amazon and go rent it. Because there is an amazing um, documentary on the Minerva Monster. And Um, then go back and listen to the episode that we did on the Minerva Monster Fest. Because, mm -hmm. obviously, you started late on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, Cedar Bog Monster? About two miles south of Urbania, Ohio, isn't that? Has, I think that's south too, isn't it? I believe so. Yes. You can find the Cedar Bog Natural uh, Preserve. The preserve was open to the public in '42, and the inbound public interest flushed something out of the out of hiding. Locals started seeing a large, hairy, ape-like creature near Woodburn Road. This could certainly be our Loved, well, should be loved. Beloved Ohio Grassman. Yeah, that's kind of jacked up. Yeah. But yeah, <clears throat> in addition, in 45, three teenagers on a camping trip near the bog disappeared. 
early 411 case? Yeah. The orange-eyed monster of Charles Mill Lake. This one is interesting. Known to terrify visitors to Charles Mill Lake near Mansfield, Ohio, for over 50 years, the orange-eyed monster has been seen in 63, 64, 91. The monster is said to be 11 feet tall, much taller than any Bigfoot creature, and 1,000 pounds in girth. Well, I'm kind of confused on that because I've heard people say that they go up to 18 feet high. Yeah. But I guess, you know, if something was eight feet high against, like, against me, that would look gigantic and then some. At a certain height, I think you just quit counting. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, yeah. Um, seen by many eyewitnesses in the, call, the calls for a monster hunt. Many residents believe the work is due to an old hermit waving a pair of bicycle reflectors on a stick. Okay, that would screw anybody up. Yeah. Um, that's kind of amusing. Oh, how about this one? This one I've never heard of. The giant salamander of Crosswick. Located south of Dayton near Waynesville, small gathering of Crosswick, Ohio, was certainly a small but subtle town in May of um, 1882 as the story is reported two young boys were fishing and were attacked. Carried off by snake with legs, several men arrived on the scene and rescued the boy as he was pulled into a tree trunk 26 feet in diameter. Armed with axes, the men hacked through the tree and scared out a 30 foot long 16 inch in diameter with four, four foot long legs, a fork, tongue, and large yellow spots all over its scales. Standing erect in anger before it ran away through trail propelled power, a tail propelled power, the animal stood 12 to 16 feet in height when erect and ran off like a racehorse, never to be seen again. <clears throat> that You know what? That almost strikes me if that was something left over from like the Cretaceous age or something. Maybe. Well, that's also one of our next one we want to talk about. How many times have we been rewritten? Have you heard of this one? Have you heard of Bessie? I was not aware that we had our own Bessie here. Yep, we got our own Bessie. Lake Erie's own Nessie. Mm-hmm. This was actually, yeah, it was spotted uh, several times in um, uh, Cedar Point. People would see it when they would be on the rides. You know, you'd go up real high. You know, some of the rides where you go up at the top and you sit there for a couple seconds before you get dropped, they would see it. <clears throat> I remember this throughout the 90s. Um, to a high f- uh, fury of reports in 1990, South Bay Bessie is either Huron's own favorite hoax carnival attraction or a 20-foot serpent monster with a large round head. But published stories exist 92 years before hand. And newspaper articles from Sandusky Register in 1898 and then the first non-native settings as early as 1817. A 1931 hoax um, in a dead Southeast Asian python found beaten to death by two-month carnival connections. Um, 
Others believe that Betsy is actually an um, overgrown sturgeon, a fish that can reach lengths of up to thir- of up to twenty feet. Wow! So you know, is it is it is it? I mean, it could be anything. But yeah, I'm almost leaning to the the sturgeon would kind of make sense if they can get to twenty feet. That's huge. But I doubt that they get hunted so much. I doubt they get to that length anymore because it takes so long. It's probably a lot of them that we don't spot the stuff anymore. I have three more three more stories on this on this monster website. Have you heard of the devil do- the devil monkeys? I have not. Uh, I'm reading about them. <clears throat> I think part of the problem is it's in like areas that I never <laughs> I'm not familiar with. Right, and a lot of these, if you look, a lot of these are going back to the 1800s. Yeah. But yeah, um, let's see. Uh, Duncansville, Ohio, near Portsmouth, Portsmouth. A large gray creature with long arms, a short tail, and covered in hair was spotted by Mrs. Cross. Her reports say the monkey-like creature walked on its knuckles and it had flat, round feet. Others report from around the country it can be confused this with kangaroos because of their jumping gait. I don't know. That almost... Could that be, you know, like something from a circus that got let go? That's what I'm wondering. Could it be an actual monkey? I mean, was it was it the rage for for people to have stuff like that back then? To have like a pet monkey? And well, then, uh, and again, it could have, but I, it, it would have. It's saying here that it's still reported, and that's what makes me think that <laughs> it's not, you know. A circuit thing, because if a circuit thing would probably have died out, you know, back at that point. Mm-hmm. But would it would it be able to adapt and, and have, you know, maybe family? That could be. Because, I mean, I know, like, most of those stuff are more tropical, but there's a possibility, isn't it? You know, you get, um, like, chimps or something. But speaking of kangaroos... Phantom kangaroos appears on list of states. Phantom kangaroos have appeared, although no specific location or time is available. But reports in dozens. Phantom kangaroos are mean, ghostly, and have a tendency to attack pets. Apparently, this published book. Um, there's a book on it, <clears throat> which we know. I know that from Australia that they'll kill dogs. Did you oh, see the yeah. one video where the dog was trying to, or the kangaroo was trying to kill the guy's dog and had it wrapped around the throat with his arms? Yeah. And the guy walked up and just co-cocked the kangaroo and the kangaroo let the dog go. <laughs> hey, that's how you get your dog back. You just walk up to it, punch it. Hey, if it works. I'm wondering if that would work on Bigfoot. <laughs> Can you imagine just give me my dog back, walk up and bap it in the face? I highly doubt. I anybody. think it depends on. It would depend on uh, how you reacted when you actually saw it. Dude, I'm pulling out a damn bat. I'd be pulling a bat out and be like, "Up, oh, yep, yep, let's go play." But um, and then yeah, there's a couple other ones, but like I said, a lot of these I've never heard of, and then. We were just talking about the Thunderbirds. This one. 
This is Ravenna. I knew it was not that far from here, but I couldn't remember. A woman in Portage County claims she saw a giant... It's a giant bird she could not identify. Um, I'm trying to think. She said, I live in the back of a mobile home park. I turned around and walked a few steps away from my husband and friend to light a cigarette. While pulling one out, I looked up to see what looked like to be a giant bird take off from behind my home. I think it was perched on a tree. The woman described the black animal as having a wingspan of 13 feet. It only needed to flap its wings twice to raise itself up to above tree level, and the wings seemed to be to bend or fold like as if they were too long to mimicking elbows. It seemed to glide downward before it attempted to go up. She believes the bird was big enough to pick up her 10-year-old kid. Um, she said its feet were very much like those of a vulture, but the animal was too big to be an Ohio species. A neighbor seven years prior told me she saw that, saw what looked to be two black California condors perched on a telephone pole together. Hmm. So there has been recent sightings of stuff like that here. Like, let's see. There's this one, and there was the one in Spotted, Michigan in 2015 of August, Louisiana, um, April 2015, um, which that would kind of make sense if you look at it, that's the weather system as it's, you know, moving upwards. Yeah, this one says, Thunderbirds, also known as a rock, is the, um... Used by Native Americans to refer to a bird-like creatures with reptile features that are believed to be related to um, a, a distinct dinosaur. Now, talking about that, I'm wondering how many, you know, we're, is this stuff that it's in kind of like in our, our DNA memory that we've see, like seen this stuff in the past? Or is this stuff that we're like, it's actually physically real and we're actually seeing it now? Yeah. Because I know when I lived in Springfield, I had a swamp behind my house and I did see a really strange bird. And I figured out what it was. It was an, um, an osprey. It was a young osprey, which would make sense. It was around water. It was probably in between traveling and stopped to, to take a breath and eat. But it was huge. But I don't well, know. like what I keep saying, I just posted on the document. Um, well, that came out really weird. Um, I really just say that it's, um, the wizards are trying to, uh, get, make, make us forget about everything that we see on a daily basis. The only way to do that is with a Thunderbird. Mm, okay. If, if you don't remember from Fantastic Beef. Hmm. I do now. Yeah. <laughs> I could put pinpoint the reference. I'm like, wait, yeah. I know this. Why do I know this? <laughs> and they're getting ready to do the second one too, by the way. Yeah. But I don't know. It just, it, it all in all, it makes you wonder. Cause like what we were saying, I really think that we're just, we're getting dumber and dumber. So it's like stuff that we should know. We don't know. So we're just like, what the hell is that? You know what I mean? 
Yeah, it's, and depending on what it is, I mean, we could believe anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you may have seen a giant thunderbird, or you saw a regular bird and just wanted to believe it was a thunderbird. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's because a lot of this stuff kind of almost strikes me as it's it's leftover from you know the Cretaceous and all those. Yes. I mean, how many times have they been finding giant stuff recently? Like, I don't know. Did you hear something that they found a giant rat somewhere? Like no. A three, like a three-foot rat or something? They found a giant rat somewhere recently. Um, of course, giant spiders. Giant, it's... Because, like, we know when it comes to... I can't remember. Is it, Was it the Cretaceous where they had the giant bugs? Yes. And they said that, you know, it was high in, um, was it carbon? Temperature was up. Things grew huge. Yeah. What are the chances we're sliding back into that? That that wasn't actually as long ago as we thought. That it's a possibility that that, that stuff is surviving now. And able to start to flourish again. I mean, it, it's 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 interesting. Kind of makes you wonder with with all of this stuff. I mean, we already you know it's the whole like look over here, look over here while doing something over there. Yeah. So I mean, it's it. Uh, you know, we got to keep our eyes to the sky, our ears to the ground, and you know, keep our eyes open and see. I think too, you know, especially being the summer, you know get more in tune with nature and see what's out there. And you might actually start seeing more that you've been seeing for years. Exactly. Exactly. Like you were saying that it was always there, but you, you know, you didn't, you didn't realize it. There was too many more important things inside where the air condition is. <laughs> but yeah, we, um, we'll see. I know you and I have a ton in the works. It's just trying to get to that point. Yeah, um, we made it a year, um, and we keep finding more and more WTF stories. I think we're just going to continue finding more and more. There's just oh yeah, there's a wealth of stuff that's out there that would, I didn't realize it because I mean I've always been into this stuff, but I never realized the amount that's in my back, you know, my backyard. I always thought that you know a lot of this stuff was more west. Or north or whatever, but there's so much in our backyard. Um, so, what do you think, Bart? Been a good year? Uh, excuse me. Yes, yes, it has been. <laughs> and it's, hopefully we can get another year of this. I think we do. You know, as long as an asteroid don't land on our heads, I think we'll be all right. We're getting there. Got a lot. We've got a lot planned for, like, the what, the next three Three yeah, episodes already. Two, three, maybe four. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, you're you're doing better than I am. I have been really bad about finding information. Yeah, you had you had the last one. You find good stuff too. Yeah. I just get bored and plug in my ufology stuff and go for it. <laughs> but okay. So I'm going to go ahead and say 
if anybody has any stories, any topics, we do want to hear from you. We do want, we would do, we would like to have a couple, a couple emails now that we're into our second year. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know what else, Bart. We're part um, of we, we're part of Tangent Bound and Weeby Geeks mm-hmm. Networks. Um, uh, you can find this on Facebook. And if you know of any interesting events uh, that would interest us that's happening in Ohio or even near Ohio, mm-hmm. let us know on Facebook. You know, share it with us. Exactly. Whether it's what Bigfoot related, UFO related, um, paranormal. Just as any. long as it doesn't involve touching a giant snake, I will go to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play with the snake, Barton. You can take pictures. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it's been a great. It's been a great year. I mean, I, we've met a lot of really cool people. Um, yeah, I was yeah. really surprised. It was just last, last summer we went to, when we went to the Minerva Monster Festival. It's like meeting all these different people that I would never have met. Had I not, you know, been doing this podcast with you. And then I was so bad because it's like with with me being involved in so much, I meet so many people and I'm like, I know your face. I don't know. How do I know you? I I, I had I went to a con. I ran into a guy that knew me from um, Minerva. We had interviewed him and I'm like, or no, we had talked to him. We didn't interview him. And I'm like, forgive me, guy. I'm sorry. But then um, hung out and talked with him, and then the the guy that I got the Venus book for him. So it, it it was really cool. It was really cool. But yeah, we've got a couple other people in the works that that we need to sit down and hang out with. Yes, I I know our friend Greg gave us a number of someone that we need to get a hold of. Exactly. So I mean, if you're in the Akron area, or well, not really Akron, just Ohio in general, in this area, if you're you know you're into that kind of stuff, uh, contact us. We would yeah. love to like hang out and and debate and talk and learn. Um, and even if you're not in the area, we have Skype. Exactly. It works sometimes. <laughs> exactly. We could Skype it. Um, I I my my personally, I would like to learn as much as I can on on different topics um you know I think I think that it we've got a we've got a, a another really good year ahead of us so yes. oh, and actually before we uh, finish I do want to say if you are in the Akron area on I gotta pull up the date because I've lost it on July 26th at uh, Jilly's Music Room in downtown Akron. It's, it's uh, doors open at seven and it starts at seven thirty. Uh, tickets are ten dollars uh, all year and in last year too. I've been participating in the full circle storytelling events, mm-hmm. where basically people go get up on stage and just tell a true story about either about the topic of the night or whatever they want. I had the habit of just talking about whatever I wanted. <laughs> most of the most of the month, but I will be in the finale show telling a story that I told uh, earlier this last this past March. Uh, I don't know who else is in the show yet uh, because I haven't met with the person in charge. But uh, please come out and check out the show if you're in the area. Uh, the, I will be telling a story. Like I said, there'll be a ton of awesome storytellers, and it'll mm-hmm. be definitely worth your money. 
Yep, and then we'll um, we'll have an event for that one posted on um, Facebook, and then I almost forgot because you know I'm in the UFO Bigfoot phase right now, but I actually have the art show coming up the 28th and no oh, no 29th and 30th of July um, in uh, West Akron. So oh, we'll you're going to Miss Potter Fest. Mm-hmm. But I'll have I'll have we'll have all that posted on Facebook. So if anybody's interested in in coming out and hanging out, please come out. We would like to meet everybody. Yes. So, all right, Bart. I will see you later. I will talk to you later. Um, everybody, keep keep your eyes to the skies, ear to the ground, and stay safe. Um, keep on trucking, huh, Bart? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.